Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Hey, are you f- That's on a spicy meatball. Dan oh. inhaled AIDS today. <laughs> uh, how much are you paying for this podcast again? That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're entertaining the shit out of you. <laughs> Not really. Yeah. Just yeah. open the arms, bring it in, baby, and just squeeze it because uncomfortably it- long. To take Ian out with a shot, what what uh, would you use? Because I think it'd be pretty easy. I'd probably a blow dart. I would think of like, what kind of weapon? Is it butt naked or buck naked? <laughs> she must literally be the stupidest person on the planet. Well, this is the- Kate Chow. We don't want to keep you. Kate, that's how you rap a guest? Uh, we don't know how to rap guest <laughs> chill. Special shout out to uh, Jory, who uh, stayed at his uh, house with my wife while you were in Paris. You wait, wait. Get- what? If Ian showed up with that rig, there'd be some, tr- <laughs> there'd be some trouble. He'd get pride apart like a wishbone. <laughs> You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast. Do your thing. Oh, yeah. Dance. <laughs> I was so preoccupied with my camera duties, I forgot to say dance. Welcome to the Jan Dan Podcast, episode number 13, brought to you by Jay's new book, Anchor Boy. It uh, comes out Tuesday, so by the time you're listening to this, it's in the bookstores. That's right. It's on uh, Amazon.com. That's right. You can get it on Amazon.com. You can get it for your Kindle. You can get it on iBooks. Uh, And Dan, you just finished reading the book over the weekend, probably the greatest weekend of your life. Uh, it was actually a pretty good book. <laughs> That's like the nicest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> well, I sent you an email when I was done, and I said I knew, I previously already knew like 98% of the stories. Yeah. And I still uh, was laughing out loud, except I have to question you on this one point. Oh, okay. By the way, this is, uh, this is Zach Zollers right over here. You had to run and get me a piece of paper. Best name in broadcasting. Here's Engineer Jim. Thank you very much, Zach. Here's Mike on the camera. Patrick's over here. Not hungover, even though producer Tim tried to throw him under the bus and yeah. say he was hungover. And two beers at the game. If that gets Tim hungover, then producer Tim. He said it was your night before that. Producer though. Tim, do your own laundry before you try to do anyone else's. But you know, here's the question: Like you said, Patrick, that you wanted to go. You went to a Kings game with producer Tim last night. First of all, what is that like? Uh, it was a good time. Yeah, we had fun. Uh, we were sitting like 20 feet away from uh, Kevin but, Connolly, E from Entourage. Oh, that was but cool. Tim, did he have problems with what people were saying about the game around him? I no, bet you he did. No, because last time he went, he's like, "You did over the another game." Yeah, he did. He told me, he told me a story that there was a boarding call, and this drunk guy was, you know, he screamed oh, for last night. And he's like, "Oh, what does that guy know?" Yeah, well, there, it's, there, it's there, a, there was a sports game. That stuff happens. People get drunk and yell. There the was rest. a guy that was screaming f bombs. Nice. That's the guy that was calling about, was yelling about boarding. That's but. good. Now, how many times did Tim have to leave the Staples Center to go crush a dart? <laughs> Is there <laughs> he, a smoking area? No, he made it through the whole game. Wow, Whoa. that's impressive. Yeah, that's a good sign for Tim. Wow. Okay, very, very. But well then done. he, you wanted to go out after, and Tim was like, "No, nah, I got to get home at he eleven. Had to, he had to get to bed. I had some friends that were down there." Uh, yeah, they're, he, they're ready to get down, and they, Tim wanted no part of that getting down. No. So just, what did Tim go home and do then? Hmm. I know what he did. Okay, <laughs> so I here's do, the part I, I wanted to get to. Isn't around. So this is uh, this is the one part <laughs> I had to question. Okay. This is the end of one chapter. You know those times when you stop and examine your life situation and say, I'm going to miss this someday. 
That's how I feel about working with Dan. Are you going somewhere? <laughs> That's a pretty nice comment. As soon as I read that, I'm like, what? Is he leaving? Yeah, it- no. I mean, I just like to keep you on your toes. You know, like this could all end any day now. We could be deported. Oh, but very excited about something here. Just if I could just show you guys this. Guess what came yesterday? Whoa! Cover up Calif- the number though. California <laughs> driver's license. Let's see if I could cover that up. Look at that. Does that work? Eric, you gotta tell that. Oh, that means I'm gonna get mine soon too. Wait nice. till you guys see my picture. It is bonkers. You know, you know what that means? Let's see your picture. I can get weed now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very normal. Yeah, better than my health card picture. Were you wearing a suit in this? Hey, look at this. Okay, here's another one. Okay, this is my favorite. My health card picture right there. This is very riveting for those listening to the podcast. Then the best part is, looks like I've got an upper brass VIP card that Ooh. I can use when I go to Toronto for the book signings this week. Sweet. I'm invited guest number 300,010,509. Prestigious. A unique tradition. <laughs> a unique tradition. In Reading your California license. Dancing. Sex, mm, hair, burn, eyes, burn. I'm going to give this to Zach Zollers <laughs> in case he's up there. So, uh, very exciting. Hey, getting back to the book. Oh, yeah, yeah, getting back to the book. Uh, I was going to read the chapter uh, that I wanted to read, an uh, excerpt from the chapter, but I th- figured since Mike is so good at reading, oh, we'll get Mike to read it. So, <laughs> I uh, highlighted this segment where, this again, this is a uh, portion of uh, Jay Onright's book that we're going to read aloud here. Come so, on, uh, it'll be fun. This will give you a little sneak peek at what you're in for when you purchase yeah. Anchor Boy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pretty good, pretty gotta, good read. You read this whole page? What I, what I uh, outlined there. Go as far as you can, Mike. Do, do your best. All right. Um, here we go. My name, Jay. <laughs> Me write book. Words are hard. There are so many of them. Which ones do I choose? What was I thinking? How many words have I written here? 20? 30? Oh, sh- I am f- I better go masturbate. <laughs> that pretty much sums up my there life. There we go. That was like every day writing that thing. <laughs> the cinematic trailer. Uh, yeah, people very kind about the book. I really uh, appreciate it. Great stocking say. stuffer. Oh, yeah. Uh, Less than 20 bucks right there. The only thing, though, I was very looking forward to was a photo section. Yeah, well, you get one photo. That's two of us. <laughs> yeah, you get the photo at the beginning, then yeah. you get the photo at the back. There's yeah, Jason, that photo. a small boy. Yeah, and um, while because pe- while every... people listen to this, you'll be in Canada already doing a book tour. Yeah, and the problem was every picture of me is me with my pants down masturbating. So Harper Collins was like, maybe we just okay. gotta get our hands on more balls. Maybe we just don't do that. Maybe so just... uh, doing the junket. Yeah, I do to press... sell some books. Uh, ben Mulrooney, by the way, will be uh, interviewing me on. Uh, on Wednesday for eTalk. Now, interesting, uh, Patrick, I, I understand that, that some people are very upset about the fact that, that we put Ben on the Canadian wall. Again, it should be noted, Ben sent us the picture, so he nominated himself. That's why he's in his cordon off section here. And right here, nominated this week, Canadian power trio Triumph. And Jim, you're very excited about this. You're a big Absolutely, fan of Triumph. Absolutely, yeah. And look at this, Jim. Do you love this? The the wood paneling in the basement next to the breaker box. <laughs> this guy looks Absolutely. just like Taggart. Yeah, he's very Taggart-esque. 
That's a great mustache. We'll get into the mustaches later. Okay, so um, fight the good fight. But 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 Patrick, what there was an actual like uh, petition or something. So obviously, uh, you know, I've talked a lot about how I've gotten some bad feedback from people in Canada. Yeah, yeah people I, hate you. I, people I don't love, like you. I love everybody. People do not. <laughs> like I really, you. I just I just want to be loved. <laughs> um, so I get a tweet from this guy. His Twitter name is Higer eighty two, uh, and he said, "At Pat Muldowney, do you want Canadians to like you? Get Mulrooney off the wall." And then hashtag test tips, hashtag everyone hates him, hashtag worse than Tim. Uh, and Whoa, he, I don't know if I'd go that he, far. He sent a link. There's actually a link on activism.com. Um, it is get Ben Mulrooney off the Jay and Dan wall of fame. And uh, the goal is for 5,000 signatures. Um, right now he's at three. Okay. <laughs> so one half as many people as are in this room right now. I think Ben's safe. Yeah, Ben's okay. I think he's okay up there. Um, I also found this uh, while uh, getting uh, my Starbucks uh, before the show. We should mention qu- very quickly Diamond Dallas Page, our guest oh, on the show this wait. week. We already met him. What a nice guy. I'm so excited to chat with him. Continue. What did you find? What is this? Do you have something? I, f- I saw this in the Wall Street Journal. Oh. Fashion has finally, finally caught up with the Canadian tuxedo. Oh. It says, over the past decade, Canadian Peter Marshalls used his website to chart the multiple variations of the formal tuxedo. But last week, stumbled upon a U.S. website focused on a tuxedo that he'd never heard of, the Canadian tuxedo. The U.S. nickname is often used, yada, 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 yada. But they're saying (laughs) it's now acceptable. What's that? (laughs) What happened there? Held in his knees. Did you that throw was a sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'm a little hungover too. That, no, I, 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 wanna, that, I sneeze very loud. God. <laughs> <laughs> what were you that's doing? Pretty, I'm just holding good. in a sneeze. <laughs> I tried to get my. You know how hard on that is to do. Button. Oh my yeah. god, that was amazing. We need to make that a sound. I know. That backfired. That was good. That was good. That's the sound of Mike when he nuts. Hey, Don Rickles over there. How would you know that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what he does. I'm coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. I see it. I see it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> oh, it's quite all right. The cat's out of the bag. Yeah. <laughs> all these ladies in Canada wondering yeah. uh, about Mike. Now they know. Add some audio to that. <laughs> oh man. Why <laughs> not? Well, good night, everybody. That's the podcast. <laughs> That's it. We're done. Anyway, so I think it's... <laughs> That's it. Uh, 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 <laughs> can we get back to the book? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, by the way, for reading it. I really appreciate it. I'm amazed that you were able to concentrate on that for, for, for that Whoa, long. The good thing is... I like reading before bed. But the good it thing is that... to sleep. But, it, you know, you always say, like, you know, you want the short chapters. I, I did the sh- super short chapters. Like, every chapter is like oh, one page. Oh, the one page. thing you always get wrong, <laughs> this is like the third time you've got it wrong. In the book? Uh, no, in life. 
Because you always say, oh, I talk you off a ledge if you're like upset on set and you, I like change <laughs> the do. subject. I know. <laughs> but whenever you refer to it, you'll, you'll, you'll say like, oh, his, uh, Dan will say, hey, how about that uh, Walking Dead? You always refer to shows I never watch. <laughs> well, I guess maybe I took a little artistic license there. <laughs> So but that, no, was, yeah, that was the only wrong thing you, in the book. You distract me like a small child. Yes. It's very, it's funny because I can see it happening and it still makes me laugh, even though I'm in a state of fury. Uh, <laughs> I was in a state of fury today at a restaurant. Uh, Engineer Jim knows this restaurant, Cafe Gratitude. It's like a vegan restaurant. Do you, have you guys ever been there, Mike? It yeah. seems like a kind of place you would go yeah. to pick a up vegan chicks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, ladies, have the tahini. <laughs> 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 I don't know what that means, but <laughs> this is the thing, though, Mike. I th- like the menu. Instead of saying what the item is, they 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 say like feelings. So oh, like you can order, you can order like the open-hearted or the fantastic or the warm or the gentle, and that's fine. Okay, that's fine. So like the the warm is homemade gluten-free muffin with house-made preserves. Let me guess: do the waiter or waitress do they sit at your table when taking your order? Well, no. That, so this is the thing. So so you order these things, right? So you order like adventurous. Or you order present. Like, really? And when you order them, the waiter brings you your food and says, You are adventurous. Ooh, wow. Gaga. You are present. Did you, did you break you down and laugh? You are grounded. Oh, I just couldn't believe it. And this guy had the biggest earrings. You know, those earrings that stretch the loads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so happy to be there. At my lunch, they said, Here's your Carl's Jr. $6 <laughs> burger. <laughs> <laughs> It was delicious. Oh, lordy, lordy, look who's 40. Um, we're so growing you went mustaches. vegan and I had the exact opposite. Yeah. I'm I could not healthy. get more opposite. Yeah, you're, you're, I thought you were going to get into the kale and stuff. You were starting no, off so I'm well. I'm allowed to have a Carl's Jr. day watching football with a milkshake and some fries. Wow. Oh, get pretty defensive. What cheat a messy day. burger. Just love it. Cheat day. Yeah, it's your cheat day. When I was in your hood, I went to uh, Santa Monica where Jay lives. I said, hey, you, what are you doing? You were doing an airport pickup. So I went to the Santa Monica Pier. For those in Canada, uh, think of a smaller version of like the CNE in Toronto or the PNE in Vancouver. Yeah, or Klondike. But days. less, less white. <laughs> no, no, less, less Slightly white. Slightly more diverse. S- no, less white stain riddled. Uh, tank tops. I thought you were saying less, less white people. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not, not white. <laughs> like tank tops. Because you, you think, when you immediately think C&E or P&E, oh you're thinking God. like carnies, you're thinking like uh, people just wandered in off a boat. My name's Ken. They know who I am. So <laughs> Santa Monica Pier. We're here off the boat. Where's uh, the roller coaster? Like a higher end higher end version of uh yeah that. yeah i think you're and i don't know right. if um it's a trend across the united states but the the games in which you play and try to win a stuffed animal the stuffed animals higher quality here much higher quality mm-hmm. than the sh- and the c and e and the yeah P&E. yeah where the stuffing comes out before you're even home yeah it's yeah. like hey i'd buy this at the store yeah that maybe that's what producer tim was doing he was going to the pier so he could find a, a life-size stuffed <laughs> animal to make love to last there was night. a life-size papa smurf <laughs> makes perfect sense <laughs> there we go <laughs> <laughs> And then Tim calls himself like producer Smurf or something. <laughs> I tried to win uh, the the life size Papa Smurf was on the um, the ring toss where you try to get it on the bottles. Well, I bet he was. <laughs> I bet producer Tim was on that last night. Picture <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> ring toss. A really stressed out Smurf smoking. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, oh, and we're growing uh, mustaches for Movember. Yes. We all are. Everyone's doing it. Oh, and um, Regis, again, yeah. we thought the beef was over. We we're like, we Regis, we you pals. get on with your life. We'll get on with ours. But yep. he, he felt the need to say this the other day on Crowd Goes Wild, which you can see on Fox Sports Live every day. Over there <laughs> getting cleaned up. I wanted to tell you, I thought uh, you'd want to know your friends, Jay and Dan, mm. from Fox Sports Live, actually well-known ambassadors of Movember. Let's take a look, uh, a photo of the two of them from last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Jay on right looking, looking uh, on wrong with that mustache. <laughs> uh, just this morning, they actually shaved down in preparation for this year's challenge. We have, I think, video of that. Here they are. Uh-huh. Getting clean shaved. Getting ready. Uh, how do you think the two guys will fare against Costa? Oh, our man with Costa? No, yeah. I don't think so. These two Canucks are <laughs> <laughs> beginning, really, to get on my nerves. Let me speak directly to them, okay? Guys, I've seen your soft, pale-skinned Canadian faces. <laughs> you have no shot at matching the growth of the great Costa. <laughs> my man has an upper lip of a Ukrainian huntsman. <laughs> His, his five o'clock, his five o'clock shadow makes the Red Sox beards look wispy. <laughs> and by the way, I just saw the mustaches you guys grew last year, and I thought I was looking at publicity photos from a 70s adult film. Whoa, easy, too soon. Listen, it's nice what you're doing for charity, but maybe next time try something more in your comfort zone, like a curling competition or, or chopping down a tree. Something like that. Yeah. I'll chop down a tree. I can do it with my <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. You can do it with your c***. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> hey, Rage, look at my c***. I'm chopping a tree down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know what we've done to upset Regis so much. I don't know, but we're growing mustaches. Yeah, we're growing stashes. Though, uh, Mike cheated, apparently. Yeah, he says, oh, no, I just had sc scruff. That was incompetent. No, I'm not, not going to get any pledges now. Great, thanks. <laughs> I already got 15 bucks, and that's all I'm going to That's where I'm going to uh, Meanwhile, your cohort, Patrick's also growing a mustache. Patrick, we're taping this on a Sunday during mm -hmm. the NFL Sunday. Sends out a tweet while we're taping this right now. Yeah. I can't watch the game right now. This is killing me. It's true. Could do you really Should not want to be here that for bad? It? I don't miss Steeler games ever. So, but it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Can't you put it up on a little window on your PC there? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't you stream it? No. Okay. I don't have that. Uh, Could they get that for you? It's Fox. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> that game's not on Fox. Okay. I say it's time to get to our first guest. Yeah, let's guest. get to our guest. And uh, very excited about this. Um, I saw an amazing, and Mike and I talked about yep. this all the time, an amazing documentary, HBO Real Sports. Great show. Actually, Andy Roddick had an interview on it. Right. I think Mary Carrillo was interviewing Andy, so I tuned in to watch that. But the lead story of that of that particular episode was a story about Diamond Dallas Page and uh, this amazing yoga program he started. And the most amazing thing to me was that he has essentially turned around the lives of two wrestlers who had gone so far down a dark road that I didn't think they were coming back. Jake the Snake Roberts oh, yeah, and Scott Hall, who's Razor Ramon. By the way, I call, I'm going to ask him. Let's bring him in. Di yeah. Diamond Dallas Page. Let's bring him in. Do we have someone to bring? No one's in. Coming in. Wait, what? There's no one actually in. Sollers, you're terrible. What? It, 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 it Where's Ian? Sunday. Where's Ian? Like, we're very short staff on Sundays. 
Where's Joanna? Everyone was excited oh, about yeah. Joanna. The makeup artist Joanna. She was the hit of the last podcast. Yeah, everyone was excited about her. Very well received. Could she show the guests in? That would. I she's think not here Sunday. Welcome. Though. Yeah, she's not even here. Jim's got to go. Jim's working the board. Jim's got to oh, run the whole thing. This oh. is. <laughs> Jim's just like, get in here. Yay! Diamond Dallas Page. Welcome. Sorry we didn't have anyone to officially yeah. go out and greet you. We are, come, come on to the middle here. Come right in here. Right over here, DDP. Yeah, we uh, we apologize. Usually, we thought about having a, a beautiful oh, woman come over and get you, yeah, but we're a little short-staffed today. Here, oh, here's, here's that, so you'll be able to hear us a little bit better. There we go. We're all set. How are you doing? Uh, actually, pretty good. I, was, I went to... Um, I was You're looking ripped. <laughs> you know, 57 years young. Just wow. Trying to wow. Hold back Dude. the hands of time, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, but I was in town for the... Uh, for the Bellator fight. Oh, yeah. Michael Chandler is a good buddy of mine, and him and Eddie Alvarez. Oh, my God, they had a fight. And I thought Chandler won. A lot of my buddies thought Chandler won, but they gave the decision to uh, Alvarez, who, well, you know what I mean? He did a hell of a job, too. And then they beat the f out of each other. I mean, they couldn't, you couldn't have had a better, you couldn't have had a better. A live presentation because there was supposed to be a pay per view there right. with Tito and um, uh, Tito and Rampage and those two guys as the headliner and then Tito hurt his neck yeah. and then uh, and oh, then oh, I just pulled myself out here. No, plug that's out. what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled out. I swear to God. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's the part that gave me the live volume here. We need oh, to oh, sorry. Here there. we go. Okay, we got it back. There. I got it. Yeah. That easy. Uh, I get engineering credit on this one. But they awesome. beat the hell out of each other. It was a great, if you didn't see it, go on YouTube. Watch the first Chandler Alvarez fight where Chandler submitted him to win the world title. And this one came back. These are the two of the best. It's like Ali Frazier. Wow. I mean, that in that world, it's Ali Frazier, these two guys. And and three is going to be unbelievable. So are you... So the next question, obviously, you're a huge MMA fan. Have you always been an MMA fan, or, or did you uh, just get into it? Well, I've been into it for years. You know, I've uh, really struck into it because, you know, DDP Yoga is, you know, it ain't your mama's yoga, my tagline, is it, for anyone and everyone, but it's the it's that athlete. Like, Michael Chandler does my workout. It makes it part of his uh, his toolbox, you know, along with all the other stuff he does, you know. But uh, when I was there, King Mo. You know, King Mo, he, he, he lost a tough one. I thought he won that decision, too. That's why you can't leave it in the hands of the judges, yeah. you know. Uh, but uh, um, uh, he lost that batch to the same, the same guy he got a uh, time before that. And Mo, you know, he's a big wrestling fan, and he's actually been partaking in uh, stuff at TNA, learning how to wrestle. So uh, we had a talk afterwards, and he just texted me. He said, all right, dude, I want to know more about Because he went and checked out you know, the ddpyoga.com site. And someone like Mo, you know, he wants to keep fighting. Yeah. He wants to keep his, you know, like anybody does. You know, yeah. Everybody wants to be in that sport, Randy Couture, yeah. who could still go yeah. in his mid-40s. Yeah. You know? well, but, but, okay, so let's go back to DDP Yoga. I saw the, we were talking about, I saw the real sports story. I was just blown away by that. How did, how did you even begin to conceptualize the whole process? Like, you're essentially <laughs> creating your own workout. It's almost like a Billy Blanks thing, but it's a lot more legit. Well, like, and is yeah. that all you do? It's all I do. Wow. I don't lift weights. I don't do anything. You know, it's the only thing I do right now. And I'm going to lift weights probably in, in the first of the year just to put it together because for the meatheads, which I was one of those guys, and I'm a guy who wouldn't be caught dead doing yoga the first 42 years right. of my life. So I'm going to do something around a program around weightlifting because that becomes your cardio and your strength core discipline. And, uh, but how it happened, I didn't start wrestling until I was 35. My career did not take off until I was 40. 
Wow. So I was constantly searching for ways to hold back the hands of time, whether it was chiropractic, deep muscle massage therapy, applied kinesiology, you know, organic juicing, whatever it would do to help heal my body, but I would not do yoga. And then, you know, at, two, uh, at 40, that's just 1996, the Monday Night Wars, whoosh, we owned cable television. Top four, we were top four, probably four of the top five shows on cable television, WWF or WCW. And, uh, you know, we were just running really hard. And my life became over the top, 270 plus days in the ring, bouncing around, then driving 100, 200, 300 miles to the how next are you, How are you still able to walk after all that? Oh, man, I'll tell you, it's, the, it's adrenaline. And Ric Flair once said, it's amazing what the body can take when it gets used to it as long as you keep going. Right. And, uh, and at some point, it's all gravity is going to catch up to you because people can say what they want about professional wrestling, but one thing is for sure. You can't fake gravity. And the abuse your body will take is it's frightening. And the stuff that you could take, I watch my stuff back on, TV, on YouTube. Thank God for YouTube. That's like, that's like <laughs> classic rock all yeah. over oh, again. Because yeah, you, totally. you got a whole new life. You got kids who are nine years old going, oh, DDP, I love you. <laughs> you weren't even around, dude. You weren't even thought of. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and meanwhile, uh, you're, trying to, you're trying to steal Undertaker's wife, I believe, yeah, at one right, point, right? Right. Did you ever see my wife? <laughs> my ex-wife was smoking hot. That wasn't happening. <laughs> um, so uh, um, the, the, the bottom line is, my, in between doing the Tonight Show and Hollywood Squares and movies and all that stuff, I was on the road like probably 320 days a year. And when it finally blew out my back, I, I ruptured my L4 and L5, three different specialists said my career was over. I just signed a multi-million dollar three-year deal. And up to that point, 97 and 98, I probably was in 13 out of 24 main events, pay-per-view main events, and I wasn't getting paid. I didn't, my contract was coming up, and I was going, this is where I'm going to get him. It's like, it's the big payoff. Yeah. Sure. And now they're telling me I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So I would try anything. And around that time, Kimberly was like, yo, you really need to try it. In the beginning, it was like, that I am not doing <laughs> yoga. I actually got quoted in the Wall Street Journal when I wrote this book, Yoga for Regular Guys, and that was like tits and ass meets my version of yoga, yeah, yeah. and it was smoking hot chicks and regular dudes. And uh, just I, like uh, our podcast, yeah, not here. Where's Joanna when you need her? So, um, the bottom line is, I started doing it out of necessity. Right. And when I did, I mean, I started in the first three weeks. And yeah, I started to feel a, a, a difference in my flexibility and my core strength. So I'm pretty adaptable in my mind. Which is hard as, but it's working for my body. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm 42 years old. My goal is to get back in the ring. Yeah. And about three weeks in, I just, you know, I do the, DV, the VHS tapes in the morning. And I do another again in the afternoon. Then at night, I start doing it in my room by myself. And I started to mix the rehab because I've rehabbed both shoulder surgeries, both knee surgeries. So I know a little bit about rehab and a lot about breaking up scar tissue. So what I did was I started mixing the yoga positions with the rehab stuff. And then I threw in old school calisthenics, push-ups, squats, crunches. But I started doing them on a slow burn movement. In other words, lowering like three two, one, then you hold for three, then push up for three, come down for three, hold for three, then I'd go to the cobra and the down dog and then work other positions into that. And by accident one time, I am doing a 10 second push up and I happened to be wearing a heart monitor and I saw my heart rate was 140. I'm like, how the f 
is that possible? I just doing a push up, mm-hmm. and I'd been off the stairmaster, which I just started doing. You know, again, about maybe about eight weeks into my rehab, and uh, I started to realize if you just grab like dumbbells and you start to pull those dumbbells up, you've got to engage your muscles. But if you don't have the dumbbells and you just grab and you pull and you create that resistance, your heart rate will go 103, 104, 106, 107. Every time you flex or engage a muscle, your heart has to beat faster to get the blood to the muscle. So by mistake, I develop a workout. <laughs> by mistake, some of the greatest things in the world have ever happened. That is Kick-ass cardio. DDP yoga is a kick-ass cardiovascular workout. I'm talking about doing the DVDs in your room by yourself with the AC on. Mm -hmm. Kick-ass cardio will dramatically increase your flexibility and strengthen your core like it's never been before with minimal joint impact. Now, let me show you because you guys see I'm in there. I'm sitting over there. Oh, wow. Okay, here we go. My flexibility cold, (laughs) when I first blew my back out, was right here. Now, my flexibility cold, and I haven't done anything today, is this. Whoa, wow. But flexibility is one thing. Core strength is a whole other animal. Being able to stand here, talk to you, grab either one of my foot, grab it, stick it over my head, what the? have a conversation <laughs> with you. This is like flexibility and core strength at a different crazy. level. Crazy. And I'm 57 years young. <laughs> yeah. This, is, this yeah. is the extent. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> That's really actually pretty good. <laughs> oh, God. That's actually yeah. pretty good. It's going to explode. Yeah. <laughs> look, right at his, look at his face. <laughs> so... <laughs> Here's the payoff. I'm not even going to try that. Here's the payoff. In less than three months, I'm back in the ring. At 42, top guys in the world tell me I'm done. At 43, I'm the world champ. Mm. Oldest crowned world champion ever by years, multiple years. You know, and I was awarded that three different times because I was believable. And did you get paid? Did you, that's the most important I, thing. I got paid monster bucks back then, yeah. and I had, I had a great run. But doing that, like that once I realized that the cardiovascular thing was there, I never got on that stupid treadmill yeah. or stairmaster ever okay, again. That's great. That's great. So we don't have to get on the bike. We don't have to get on the treadmill. <laughs> Stay that's away from perfect. it. Perfect. That's good. So and, and, and if you're not looking to bulk up, yeah. this is the only workout you need. If you want to still keep putting on muscle, well, then you need to go to the weights. Right? I want I to, to be able that. to tie my shoes up while standing and not be windy. Oh. So like, th- this is a start. <laughs> this is so. You know, like I said, we've all seen, like, beyond the mat. We saw how, how far down Jake yeah. got. Oh, yeah, and he was, he was like, a, first of all, he was a mentor to you, right? Is mm-hmm. that correct? He was someone who sort of got you into the business a little well, bit. Well, he taught me. Jake, without Dusty Rhodes, there is no Diamond Dallas Page. Dusty gave me every break I ever got. But that didn't make me a star. It took the work ethic of every day, 24-7. And Jake Roberts, where uh, when I told my I started wrestling at 35, Told my rotator cuff at 36, they fired me. Jake called me. You know, I'm home. Jake said, how's you doing, man? I heard they let you go. He said, yeah, we started talking. He and his old lady just split up. So I said, why don't you move in with us for a while? You know, my old lady went for it. And he got to stay for three months until he lost that black cobra in my house. Oh, no. <laughs> he was out of here. He was out of here. But, but he didn't... Uh, he didn't stop mentoring me. I'd go to his house, and i they only show me on TV once in a while. So I would figure it out. You know, to do something that you really want to do, you got to do it. Like, you guys do this all the time. So it becomes natural. You don't even really think about it. You a couple things you're going to talk about, and boom, you just do it. For wrestling to really get good, you got to do it. If you don't get to go out and wrestle, then you're never going to get any better. It's like playing the guitar. You can learn a song or two, but you can't ever really become great unless you play all the time. 
So I had to figure out if they're not booking me, but they gave me my job back because I'm a great example of work ethic, how am I ever going to get any better? And I figured out, I'm going to go back to the power plant. I'm going to start training those young guys. And I figured out, and this applies to everything. The more you train someone, the more you help someone, the more you learn. The more you learn, the better you get. So that's how I did it. And before you knew it, it took off. But over this period of time, I'm taking my tapes to Jake. And Jake's watching them. And he goes, ah, smoking a cigarette. Uh, I like that. Hmm. That's new. Uh, lose it. <laughs> yeah, and then he go, why the f*** would you do that? And I will never forget the day he said that to me. I said, well, that's what they want me to do, meaning the bookers, the guys who write the storyline. He goes, are they out there with you? He said, D, they don't believe in you. They don't think you're ever going to make it. They don't give a f*** about you. He said, you need to take care, take charge of your own destiny out there. And the minute I did, my career changed because I didn't let them. On the, I got out there in the ring. It was like, when I get back, I'll take the heat if I don't do the right thing. But in the meantime, I just kept getting a little bit more over and a little bit more over. But I was listening to him. And So when you first started, you were just going out there and just... Taking I, a fall every time. Well, you know, I went there and I did, I did what they told me to do. Because, yeah. you know, I thought they, you know, they want the best for the match. Well, you get your shit in, but you get that guy over. Yeah. You know, yeah. at some point, you know, you just go like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to do what the I want out here because I'm running this. And this is for a younger guy. And I can take my own destiny under control. And isn't it crazy that 15 years later, when I'm talking to Jake on the phone, I hadn't talked to him in a while. And... Um, I asked him how he's doing, and he's like, oh, good, good. Yo, try to get me off the phone so he can yeah. go get high. Yeah. You know, crack. And yeah, just well, normal, that, in, know, that, in the, the movie you were talking about, he was wrestling for crack. Because yeah. he shows up at the match, they said, okay, did you bring it? He, that's how yeah, he wanted that, to be paid. A, yeah, well, that, that's not true. That was you know, one of those things. I don't know how that got in that, right. but it, yeah. that's not true. Jake but, went that but, blatant, but, but he come f- to the show. Yeah. Well, you know? in, in, your, in your your real sports story about you, which was so amazing. I mean, even after you had started to help him, he still would relapse a little yeah. bit. Like, like it wasn't exactly an overnight thing for no. you, right? And it still isn't. You know, it's Jake Roberts. When people go, oh, man, what you did for Jake, man, he's doing so great. He's so proud of him. It's like, yeah, good, you know, but it's today. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, Jake's actually moved out of the house now, and he's actually doing really well, and I just hope he keeps going. But if he falls, he gets up much faster now. As opposed to falling down, staying down, and pulling yourself down with emotional gravity. Mm-hmm. So, long story short, we talked. I got him. You know, I sent him the program. One night he was, you know, high. He just started reading it. You know, checking it out. And all oh, that food can't be that hard. And he started doing. I just get people eating real food. I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about fast fake food because that's not even food. I mean, not food. Sorry, I had Carl's Jr. for lunch. Yeah. Like, Snow not Cafe real food. Gratitude. Just so, just so but you it know. it was so and, good. And you're young. And it's supposed it's to taste. Not really. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there, there's certain people that can eat plastic. You'll pay for it at some point. Oh, I know I will. Because everything, that what I feel sorry for is the kids who are 20 and up. Because they're completely from the genetically modified oh, world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't know what real food is. Exactly. They don't even know from A to Z. And if you've got weight problems and stuff, what I, fig- what I figured out once I get people off of that, Jake Roberts, all his weight was right here in the stomach, all of it. As soon as he stopped eating, you know, the bull started eating real food, he lost eight pounds in 12 days. Just not doing the workout, just yeah. changing what he's eating. Uh, the thing with, with Jake, uh, I, then as soon as he lost those eight pounds, I said, okay, stop what you're doing right now. I don't want to do anything else. I'm flying down there tomorrow. 
and it took me and my partner, my business partner, Steve Yu. I don't want to see partner anymore, right? Yeah. <laughs> my business partner, Steve Yu. <laughs> that was Yu. funny when Brad Nessler is calling those Thursday night football games, and he says, partner, partner. <laughs> it just doesn't have the same. I think it's wonderful. Yeah. I hope doesn't he's the same happy. meeting anymore. I yeah. hope they're happy <laughs> together. <laughs> not that there's anything bad with No, that. absolutely not. I hope Brad is very happy with his partner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I, we went down and we filmed him, and we started a movie. Yeah, it's really, it's the other side of Beyond the Mat. And we're calling it the uh, it ne- Never Give Up. Excuse me. It's Never Too Late, The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. And when I went down there and I said, Jake, if you can lose, you know, you can bring it up to 20 pounds. You can bring it up to 20 pounds you lost on your own because I'm not going to do all the work for you, dude. I'll put it together for you. You got to put it to work in. And, uh, I said, if you can do that, I'll move you to Atlanta. I'll move it into Atlanta. I'll move you in the house. And I said, we'll do this together. And, uh, you know, Jake was living in, in, it was horrible, the condition that he was living in, knowing who this icon is. Yeah. And uh, so now we're interviewing him. And I said, so when is the last time you did crack? And he said, a month ago. I'm thinking, I know he just got out of rehab, you know, like yeah. maybe nine months before this, yeah. you know. I'm thinking at least, say, five months ago, six months ago, goes a month ago. So I know that means last night. Yeah. You know, that yeah. doesn't mean a month that's, ago. That's junkie yeah. talk for last right, night. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, okay. And then I'll say, okay, well, let's get up. I know I can't do a workout with him at that point because his body is so brittle. Like, I had to help him out of the couch and going up. Like, he couldn't go from standing to the ground without starting to go to the ground. And then he fell. I'm like, what, what the f*** are you doing? I didn't say fall on the ground. He goes, how am I going to get down there? <laughs> That's a good Jake, actually. You know, so. <laughs> That's a pretty good Jake. I Jake. didn't know how to get down there. <laughs> so uh, um, I said to him, I said, uh, Jake, I said, let's just do two moves. Just two. Uh, the diamond dozen is sort of like I, I show you how to do a move. It's like a, a personal trainer. Then I say, okay, now you do it with me. And I say, okay, here's what you just did and why you did that. It's more of education, so you know why you're doing these things. And he got through two of them. And I'm talking about four minutes. He goes, okay, bro, <sighs> I got to sit down. I'm thinking, you got to sit down. We're not doing a workout. <laughs> and I'm just thinking, I am so f***ed. I've told him if he loses 20 pounds, I'm going to move him in. And I don't think he – now, I'm thinking – you know, the disabled veteran can, you know, he did it, but, you know, he's not an addict. He's yeah. just a guy who had problems with food. And if he just cleaned that up and started to work on healing his body with real food. Yeah. The only reason that guy loses the knee braces, the back brace, and the wraparound canes, because he ate real food and then healed his body. Stuff that I had nothing to do with. God, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, long story short, uh, I'm thinking I'm so screwed because I promised him. It's like saying, oh, we're bringing it to Disneyland. You and all your friends. Next we week. are? We're yeah, going? Right, right. <laughs> but that's what you're saying to a guy yeah. in that position, you know, like you're, you're talking to a kid like that. Yeah. And <clears throat> I thought, I'm so screwed. I make the breakfast because I want him to see what my breakfast tastes like because it's, all, I don't eat, I eat healthy food, but if it don't taste good, I'm not eating it. Yeah. Like simple as that. So I make him breakfast and I get done and I'm thinking, I'm leaving, right? And he goes, okay, let's go. I could go where? He goes, Work out. He goes, what the f*** did you come down here for? You don't think I'm going to work out? You start a workout? We're going to finish working out. Really? You still want to do this? Because the guy I know has no work ethic. Yeah. You know, when it comes, because he's such a natural, he never had to work in anything, yeah. I think. But I never really learned that part about Jake, about when he first started, and how crazy hard he works. And what an amazing workout ethic Jake Roberts really does have. So he did two more moves and sat down. 
then you get up and do two more moves and sit down. But we did that for an hour and a half. So I gave him a big hug, said, dude, lose get, make it to, bring it up to 20 pounds, and you're down. He got the 25 pounds. I said, stop losing weight. <laughs> We're buying you up here. <laughs> and we brought him up, and, you know. <clears throat> but how did he get off crack? He can't, just, yoga can't get you off crack. What'd you call it? It's not yoga. PDP yoga. What'd you call it? Not, not yoga. Yeah, I don't, don't call yoga. Don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Namaste. No, that would have been uh, great. That would have been a great way to end the interview. <laughs> Diamond cutter right there. I did the, uh, by the way, sorry to interject. I did the hot yoga. I almost died. Oh, I, I can't handle that. I can't. <laughs> it was, it was I can't handle that. I, what I do is heat up your body during the workout. So that's how your heart rate gets elevated because you get your heart rate up. But back to you know, with Jake, you're right. He had to want to quit. Mm-hmm. Scott Hall, when he came in, he had to want to quit. He was almost in worse shape, it seemed like. Yeah. Like, he was... He, he bad. He was in... Like, he was drinking vodka... For breakfast. Yeah, right. Because like, <laughs> the, the beer wasn't working anymore. Oh. So you upgrade. Yeah. You know, it's like when you take pills. You take the pills to get, you know, to hurt, take away the pain. Well, I was at Jake one time. We were out on the road. This is like, that first run when I told you when I was wrestling in the beginning. Yeah. And I watched him pop a pill. I go, what was that? He goes, he goes, Perk. I go, how many is that? Because I'd seen him do a couple of them, you know? He goes, I don't know, 10, 11. Wow. Well, that, that was rampant, though, because people did that just to keep, to well, keep wrestling. Well, yeah, that, but also when one stops working, you take two. Yeah. When two yeah. stops working and so on and so forth. I have friends of mine who I know took as many as 40 Vicodins in a night. How can they even function? That's I crazy. don't know. They're f***ed up, you know, but, you know, I know a lot. I know that and those muscle relaxers. And the muscle relaxers are even worse because muscle relaxer, your heart is a muscle. And when you slow it way down, it stops. Yeah. So, you know, that's the thing with Jake is that <clears throat> he wanted to quit the crap. The beer, not so much, <laughs> you know. Tastes so good when and, you get your lips. <laughs> you know, and, you know, he got to a point where, you know, in the beginning, I let him drink beers in the beginning. You know, like, <clears throat> he did drink like three or four beers a night. Because I knew eventually, here's some rope, here's some rope, here's some rope, and he's going to hang himself, and that's what happened. And he went away, and he drank way more than a few more, and he got, got in first class, bumped up, and started with, you know, the, mm-hmm. the white lightning or whatever he was drinking. And, he oh, was a thing. mess. Did you see that video? Well, I saw when you picked him up at yeah. the airport and he didn't have his shoes on. You know, when, <laughs> you know when you're picking someone up at the airport and they don't have your shoes on? It's a problem. They've had a good flight. <laughs> yeah, it's been a great flight. You know, the other side for Jake, you know, no defense to that, but he has gout really bad. He never knew it. And we just discovered this like four months ago. But because his, his feet are, his whole body is a mess. Yeah. And well, you've used it beat. so long, right? Yeah, but the, the, the ring part. The beating up your body for the love of the game. You know, NFL. I mean, how many NFL players are just totally destroyed? Especially linemen. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. poor bastards. You know, they all need DDP yoga like bad. Because it gives you back your life. Because be- Scott Hall, I was thinking, I can't call it zero impact or no impact. It was driving me crazy. Because for years, I've been calling it that. And my lawyers are like, can't call it that anymore. You're going to take it out to the main world. you got to come up with a different way to say it. I couldn't think of it. Scott Hall wasn't there a week. I got done with the meeting in my boardroom area, and I came walking out, and he goes, Dally, he goes, come here a minute. He goes, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. He goes, I know you're having a problem with the whole no impact, you know, uh, zero impact thing. What about minimal joint impact? I'm like, oh, my God, that's it. 
<laughs> I was so happy. <laughs> Anything I did for Scott after that was like he already paid up, you know, because that was something that was really big to the brand, you know. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he, um, when Jake, you know, he that first time he fell down, but he got right back up again, yeah. and he started. He went for another few months of doing amazing, and then we went down and we got Scott, and we brought Scott up, and uh, you know, picking him up in that wheelchair. He's close to three hundred. Oh pounds. my god, it was so d- just devastating to to watch this guy, you know, and. And he did so many, and he was such a, you know, his personality was so amazing in the ring. Like, he just had oh, that amazing, amazing charisma, you know. And, and so to see it kind of fall that far, like, that was just devastating to see. But then, you know, you, you helped him so much, you know, you know it was amazing. He, and again, real food. Because that's yeah. all I did with him for months. You've you changed can... Dan's life, you realize that, don't you? I'm on the Dallas? juicer. <laughs> Are you really juicing? Juicer works, right? Oh, juicer's awesome, man. I like stuff, a whole thing of kale in there, a whole thing of spinach. It's awesome, I'm, man. A bunch of carrots. I'm good to go. Right? <laughs> yeah, then go out and have a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Go Whatever you could do. Like, if you stop eat, if you stop smoking crack, you're going to get better, as Dr. Fred Bitchy said. But I watched it with Jake. You're going to yeah. get better. Yeah. You know, it's whatever good things, healthy things you can do for your body. But, you know, Scotty, when he came in, very, very limited. You know, but when Jake gets off the you know the fake food starts eating real food and his body feels better and then he can start to move then he gets stronger and then you start seeing Jake do stuff that you hadn't seen him do in 20 years yeah, yeah. then you go like wow this sh- really works okay before you go you your first match was in Canada I understand because we were from Canada we have, <laughs> like I, was it back, Stampede Wrestling no what no? happened when I was 22 at the time it wasn't my first it was my third but it was my first match in front of TV oh okay and it was one of those matches where they're just going to go out and beat the hell out of you right like, I, was, I was that so, guy <laughs> so you were a, you were yeah. the preliminary wrestler yeah, yeah. I, was, I was the jobber yeah. I was the jobber yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> back then they didn't totally just squash those jobbers they had a little bit of a match with them and I had sure. a great look I had the long blonde hair I looked like I was somebody and didn't know where, where was do you remember where it was? Quebec. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like Quebec. the Colisee or something like that. I have no idea where I was. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that must be part of the profession, though, because you travel so much, you would wake up in a hotel and say, I don't have a clue where I am. No f- idea where I am. So many. I've walked into walls. You're like, yeah, you, you guys have traveled up. <laughs> yeah. we, you, know, you go out and you go to the bathroom and you go, whoa, 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 where the f- am I? I, ca- I, I? I'd gig myself, so I had a big ass cut my forehead right, right? and I just super glued them I never put any stitches I'm not going to the freaking join them just super glued them that's how they made it they used that for in Vietnam that's how they stopped the bleeding really swear to god super glue so I Wouldn't got the out. super glue enter your bloodstream though nah you called it over it's it not as bad as crack it, yeah it's not as good as crack <laughs> the, bo- the bottom line is I get a, I, I've been to my fifth hotel in five days and I got up thinking I was at the other room I was and I walked Boom, right into the wall. And when I came back, the blood was dripping. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's brutal, man. So do you remember who you fought no, against was, the Colisee? It, it, it was a tag team. Oh, okay. Uh, this I do remember big time. They had me in a turnbuckle, and those guys could be really stiff, especially back in those days. Because they want to say, oh, so you want to wrestle, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's what. <laughs> this gets real real out of here sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And they beat them out of me in the corner and I'm supposed to get thrown off take a clothesline that's like the finish I'm thinking this son of a lets me go I'm going to hit him so hard in the 
face, man. Like I was, I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. I came off the rope. <laughs> Bam! I hit him. He went down. I started putting the boots to him. His buddy came over. Forget, there's another guy over there, right? He hits me. Bam! In the back of the head. Boom! I go down. They kicked the out of me for real threw me over the top rope i'm supposed to lose i just got counted out <laughs> now i gotta go back that's awesome now i gotta go back to locker room yeah mm. my knee i torqued the hell out of my knee when i fell and i hit by a car when i was a kid so this knee is like always been favored for me so now i'm doing the limpet on the toe thing i'm like oh god i gotta get my get out of here <laughs> got to fight my way out so i'm like really cautious coming <laughs> yeah. around the corners and fight the guy who out. not the guy i hit but the other guy right is about to walk in the locker room walks behind me and slaps me in the back and he goes Way to fight back, kid. <laughs> the other that's guy amazing. never did anything. Because uh, he, he knew he took liberties with me. When there was ever a finishing move drawn into a storyline, was there one move where you're like, oh, f like this is going to hurt? Um, you know, uh, Bradshaw's clothesline from hell, <laughs> that hurt. Like, I try to always be gone. Like, if I knew I was taking that, like, before you ever get to me, I'm going to be gone. Yeah. You know, uh, you couldn't really do that with a powerbomb because there's, when you get lifted way up, like from Nash or somebody like Taker or something, it's a long way down. Yeah. And you yeah. got to get so used to pulling in because you want to do this, you know? Yeah. There's nothing natural about falling. That's the hardest thing about becoming a wrestler, especially when you're 35. Because I felt every square inch of that mat. Yeah. yeah. Well, especially you know? if you go off the top rope, it hurts no matter if no, you matter land on what. the guy or. But you got, when you got 20,000 people there, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, it's a whole different But was animal. there anyone that you had genuine animosity with? Like, was there, is there <laughs> one guy where you're like, you know, I genuinely did not get, a, get along with that bastard, and I wish this was a little more real so I could really have taken him Nah, up. you know, we, we, there was times where, you know, I gave receipts back. In other words, someone hit me, I hit them back. Yeah. You know, and uh, vice versa. You know, I made mistakes. I'll never forget that first time I screwed up that spot with Ron Simmons. He kicked me so far in the head. I still feel he kicked me so hard in the head. The one, know, this happens, you know. The one move I always had a problem with as a kid growing up watching wrestling was when you connect with a flying drop kick. Okay, you're fine. But when they miss... They land the same way, but they're like, oh! Yeah, like, what are you doing? I'm like, come it's on! Not real! I know! But the gravity... But when I'm a kid, point is, I'm like, but he lands the same way, how's he hurt? No, the yep. best move of all time, and DDP, you gotta agree with me, the back rake. You should have made that. <laughs> you should have made that. Hogan would, oh, would do it with gloves on. He'd do it with gloves on. You still have to go... <laughs> Because it's Hogan. <laughs> yeah. so I'm not going to not sell some Hogan did. <laughs> did you God ever? Forbid, you know? oh, that was did great. you ever wrestle Canada's strongest man, Iron Mike Sharp? No, I didn't. I got to. You might have been a bit before. Yeah. Here's here's yeah. what his one move. So he always just do this. He go ah ah, and then stomp while he yeah. hit someone. Ah, but he always would yell while he, he stomped, and that was all he did. You remember him, but you remember him. Oh, you remember that. Because he's Canada's strongest man. I remember that. Vince McMahon, your thoughts right now, as it stands right now, what he's done for wrestling. Sorry, Arnold. You know, I think that people have had their ups and downs with Vince. Did he treat you fairly? I don't think so, only because <laughs> only because I was the enemy coming in. WCW had kicked their ass, and I was main event cat. All that time, yeah, and I feel that you know how it went down at the end. I and maybe if I was in his position, I'd done the same thing, you right. know. And well, right, we need to show WCW was the weaker product, blah blah blah. I was, yeah, I, we should never take that Undertaker angle, yeah, yeah. but that was because I had a dream about 
and, 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 and visioned it. Man, I could have manifested it all to a reality, people's champion versus people's champion. That would have been so money, it would have been a whole different world. But here's the really positive part about that. That made me the best businessman that I am today. Right. And I've, you know, DDP Yoga, I've made more money with DDP Yoga than I ever made in wrestling. Yeah, did you at right that now. point realize, okay, <laughs> I've got a, there's got to be another source of income here. I can't rely on this. No, well, no, that wasn't it, though. It was the, how DDP Yoga came out was I literally was doing it to heal my body, right. and I started helping other buddies of mine. Yeah. And I started thinking, I can get regular guys. It was never about women. That YRG was originally what I called it. was yoga for regular guys. But women love to do it so much that I had to, I used to be, I used to say, most yogis are very namaste. DDP yoga, way more TNA. You know, <laughs> tone and attitude is what I had to shift yeah, it to. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what you meant. But, <laughs> but, you know, that's where it became my, it became my calling. And yeah. so I just kept going forward. I had $500,000 in this business before I made a dime. Hmm. Wow. And it's just about the dream. And living through it. And the deal I made with WWE or WWF when I came in there with Vince, if I just would have got up from the table just one time and said, you know what, that idea doesn't really work for me, Vince. I think you had a great idea with that. But if you ever want to do People's Champion versus People's Champion, give me a call. If I just would have got up and walked away from the table, but I was such a mark and wanted to mm -hmm. be there since I was a little kid, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I didn't do that. But every time I've done that since then, I've gotten exactly what it. I want. <laughs> like, Ridiculously, that's life, right? Yeah, when you when when you're willing to walk away from the table, I mean, even if you want to do it for us, <laughs> but even if you even if you want to do it, yeah, don't say yes. Yeah, you know, yeah. wait and see because there's always other things that will come up. Will you be our agent, DDP? Absolutely. <laughs> so the website is ddpyoga.com. While you're ordering yeah. that, make sure you pick up Jay's book as well. That's, Jay just came out with a book. It comes yeah. out Tuesday. I yeah. love it. Right time, perfect timing. Yeah, well, it worked out well. <laughs> perfect yeah, timing. Yeah, it worked out very well. It's a pleasure to meet you. Uh, yeah, this is really fun. Awesome time. I can't yeah. wait to start this. Yeah. Uh, you should start this. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, well. Well, what are you guys doing? What are you guys doing for workouts, though? It's pretty obvious I'm not. <laughs> what the hell's all over my shirt? Dallas, I'm not really doing much. <laughs> Mike, I, we didn't want to say anything, but Mike earlier masturbated on it. <laughs> 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 By the way, if anyone noticed, if you're watching the YouTube version, I'm wearing a uh, Welcome to the Hiccup shirt from Spanky's, who... Uh, yeah, nice. yeah, they hooked yeah. us up. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. So thank you uh, to Koski and the boys for sending these t-shirts. Looks pretty sharp. Yeah, no, I, I don't... I mean, as you can see, I'm naturally athletic, <laughs> but um, I'm not really working out right now, DDP. Well, Ever. If you, Except for If sex. you guys ever decide you want to you know, come across to feeling you know, fit, and you because know, that's really what my... It's about feeling fit and feeling good. If you guys ever want to do it, let me know. Okay. Do you we'll do run a studio too? I, yeah, I just do workouts out of my house, and then and I just and you live it. in Atlanta. Yeah, and I and I don't charge anybody for them. I just have my, they're friends. You have to be invited. That's the most amazing thing to me, and that's you had that in the story. That yeah. you're, like you just had your buddies over, and, you and they'll just bring do the people. Workouts. Yeah, you know, like you know, I've had Randy Cross at my house. Right. You know, just around you know, just you know, remember him from the NFL. For yeah, a yeah. Uh, and he's got his own show down there in uh, Atlanta, and he loved it. And that's where I—that's uh, my next steps. Is a, is is uh, I was talking to King Mo. I'm sure King Mo is going to spend a couple of days in my house, and it'll just help his game at another level mm -hmm. and keep him going longer than he would have. Like I wrestled till I was 49. 
That's crazy. You know? That is awesome. Yeah. So, that, you know, I, and at a feverish pitch, I, I went to I was 46, took off two and a half years, came back at 48 for TNA. I wrestled maybe six days a month, but I went out there and I tore it down when I was out there. Yeah. You know, not like I did when I was 45, but I yeah, still, but you're still good doing matches. it. Yeah, still... and still hitting that mat hard. Who's your favorite right now? Like, who do you, who do you like right now? I don't really watch enough to really know. Randy Orton's been my favorite yeah. for a while. But yeah. everyone loves him because it's like a lineage thing, no, right? That, that's no, that's not why. And, no. and Cowboy taught me a lot, too. Yeah. So I, I like him for that reason. But not as a worker. I like him because the way he looks, the way he moves, the way he sells. Yeah. You know, because if you don't sell, it doesn't mean anything. He's like a prodigy, and it all worked out for him. Right? You know this guy? Yeah. He's from my hometown. Oh, love Bobby. Yeah, Bobby does DDP yoga. Does he? Yes, he does. Bobby, Bobby Rude. Rude. Bobby Rude, yep. Matter of fact, I was at the Bellator thing last night, and while I was there, the um, – uh, the senior executive producer had come up to me, and she's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. I, I was hoping you were still here. Hold on a second. She calls the, the, the main guy, the main guy, Scotty. She goes, you got to meet him. He's Because he, he also does uh, Impact TV there, and he's friends with Dixie Carter and all that. But Dixie got him doing DDP yoga. Bobby Roode was one of talking about it, too, and blah, blah, blah. He got it, and he loves it. He's been Dixie doing it. Carter from Designing One? No, Dixie Carter. <laughs> <laughs> Dixie Carter, the, the 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 main person at uh, TNA, or it's not called. That is the first ever designing women <laughs> reference on the JNN podcast. I think that might be the last. Yeah. It might be, or maybe we'll. Well, and Bobby's the the current uh, heavyweight champ of TNA yeah. wrestling. He's a, he's, a, he's a great he's a great worker. He and I too. used to work out at the same gym. Oh, it all worked out. Well, <laughs> it, it worked out for you guys in different ways. I mean, yeah, exactly. You're a. All right, boys, I know you guys okay. have a Yeah, we got it. We got it. you guys having me in. Yeah, no, thanks very awesome. much, DDP. So we much. really appreciate it. Let's do it again it. next time I come into town. Yeah, yeah, anytime, yeah. anytime. We'd love to have you back. And okay. uh, maybe by then we'll have made some progress physically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, boys, it's been your pleasure. It has. It really has. <laughs> thanks, DDP. DDP. That was fun. That was fun. Wish we had Joanna here to escort DDP out like he deserves to be. Yeah. No smoking hot. You waiting for me? No. We we had her here last week. We really messed that one up. Could have had Joanna here. She could have escorted him out. I feel. Oh my. Yeah, you feel it. Oh, what happened? My mic is there. There it is. I feel like inspired after that video and everything. He's very inspirational guy. I didn't expect any of that. That was awesome. Oh yeah, like he was. You know, I mean, he genuinely helped those guys like a lot. I mean, they were they were in bad shape. So uh, ddpyoga.com if you want to check that out. There you go. Um, Engineer Jim, do we have a story? Yeah. I think I'm going to check out that DDP yoga. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I've been needing to do something for a while. Let's do it together, yeah, you and I. That would be really. I mean, that two doing it. Together. That was really inspirational. That was it was. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that Let's guy, see. That I'll, I'll tell you the prices. So. Well, I'll let you discover them on your own. <laughs> yeah, check them out. <laughs> we'll link to it on the YouTube video. I'll tell video. you the price. Yeah, yeah. Put up the link. Yeah, I'll the link. We'll, we'll tweet the link out from the Jay and Dan Pod, and we'll put it on the YouTube video. Um, yeah. And I think if you go to Spanky's website, these shirts are for sale, too. Oh, nice. Oh, people He want said, welcome to the hiccups, and I am Ken, I think the other T-shirt said. We'll, uh, I'll share that from the from the podcast Twitter account Perfect. as well. So Perfect. you can find all that So, stuff Jim, yeah. uh, first of all, Jim's wearing his red By the way, this is now just a yep. one big infomercial. So we're selling the books. <laughs> Selling the DVD, selling the T-shirts. I couldn't be happy. Can I? Am I? Can I get a cut of some of this? Well, you have to write more than one page. By the way, Dan, I wrote the wrote forward, the forward uh, for the yeah. book, um, and Thank it was you. really, really good. Uh, uh, it's actually just one. It's this one page, <laughs> and then just a little bit of this page. So I hate long forwards. Right. No, it's perfect. It's I thought you wrote four words. I was like, great, I can read that. 
Sorry, Engineer Jim, we cut you off with uh, Mike's weak jokes. Great joke. Well, um, so a couple of people tweeted me uh, asking if I was the one that introduced guns on tour because uh, the... Oh, everyone loved your intro. Oh, man, that was a hit. That was... uh, Last podcast, if you haven't heard it, listen. So that was straight from McBob. Hey, all you f***! (laughs) You wanted the best? Well, they couldn't f***! From Hollywood, California, please welcome to the Jay Dan Podcast, Guns N' Roses! The look in your eyes. Your face there? His eyes Because we were standing in the hall when you were doing that. We're like, what the hell's going on in there? It was awesome. Yeah. Normally, he has the glasses on, and I think that day we were going for a young gym with his costume. Without my glasses, yeah. Scary. Animal. Did it feel empowering? Like, did it it feel good? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I was just channeling McBob, the guy who, who actually, that's, I mean, pretty much almost every show that's uh <laughs> uh this uh mcbob who's duff's bass tech and i i think he's actually out with axel's version of guns now you right. know and i think he does like uh bumblefoot or one of those guys in yeah. the band now but he was duff's guy really before they even had a record deal i mean they've been with him and his brother tom mayhew his name's mike mayhew and his brother uh, Tom Mayhew have been with those guys forever, and there's another guy. They're all uh, Northern California guys. Adam Day was Slash's guitar tech for, geez, you know, since day one. Right. And in any event, McBob, these guys are like the most grizzled, hardcore, roadie guys you ever met, you know? And uh, I was channeling McBob. And uh, sort of an example of McBob would be, uh, you know, basically you're out there and, you know, guys are pushing flight cases and it's like, hey, maggot, bring the case over here, you know. (laughs) He's a real kind of grizzly guy, calls everyone maggot, you know. Uh, Term of endearment, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Jacket, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So uh, he's totally like that drill sergeant in Full Metal Jacket, but... Anyways, uh, great guy, a blast to go golfing with. Although I've seen him fling many golf clubs, oh, man, I love and great golf clubs. Full of rage. I love yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's settled in his in his later years. Right. He okay. was there was a time, like but uh, <laughs> yeah. So like, we're uh, doing slashes uh, the second Snake Pit album, and uh, we're we're just getting ready. I guess I don't know. I, I can't remember. I, we weren't in the studio. We were at Slash's place, and we were demoing up a bunch of songs, but we were getting ready. We were kind of looking to see maybe we're going to work with an outside producer and all this stuff. So we were real kind of getting the demos, like, real presentable for, you know, the record company, and we're going to play them for Jimmy Ivey and all these cats. And so uh, McBob's over there, and, um, <laughs> you know, he's t- dealing with tuning up all the guitars and handling everybody's, uh, you know, guitar tech and everybody's guitars and shit. And <laughs> uh, the drummer in the band at the time, uh, this guy, Matt Log, who played on the second Snake Pick record, and he's a great guy, and he played in, like, Slash's Blues Ball and a bunch of stuff. Uh, 
this one part in this one song, every time the guitar player Slash and the bass player would get to this one note, it never sounded in tune, you know? And, like, you know, what the hell, you know? And McBob's like, look, I got the inch, the instruments are in tune. It's not me, you know? It's just, it's a weird note, you know? And literally, we'd have strobe tuners and we'd patch the note into the strobe tuner and look at it on the strobe and it's like, yeah, that's C sharp, you know, and it's like, okay, uh, let's look at Slash's note. Yeah, dead nuts on C sharp. What the, what the f is making that sound, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and Matt's sitting there like, geez, you know, I don't know, McBob, you should maybe check those instruments again. I don't think you got it. And he turns around and he looks at him and he goes, hey, f Christmas help. Why don't you shut the f*** up, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you know, Big Bob's been with guns for whatever now, 30 years or whatever, and Matt's only on one record for, like, one period of time, you know? And it's like, well, he's the drummer in the band, McBob. I don't give a f***. He's a f Christmas help, you know? He's awesome. Christmas help. Christmas help. It's like that's what he talks to the drummer in the band. You know? If we bring in any PAs around the, Christmas, the, I get a call. Christmas you know, and, the, and the, the, the best part about it is he's standing behind the drum kit and he's smoking a bowl and he's blowing the weed, the smoke up into the vent so he's not filling the studio yeah. up with pot smoke. That's hilarious. And he's Considerate. Blowing the smoke up. Oh, hey, Christmas help. Why don't you shut the f up, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. I love so, so it. much so much for uh checking the tuning, McBob. Sorry to ask. What you was know? the longest you ever sat in a studio in one session? Like was it like forty eight hours or actually uh it was fifty four hours. Oh and it was uh with the Rolling Stones and it was uh the single uh, Rock and a Hard Place on the Steel Wheels album. Yeah, I remember yeah. that tune. And uh, Between uh, a rock and a hard place. place. <laughs> if only you had us there, I you're know. gonna. It would have only been five so, hours. So, uh, um, you know, they did they did the record, and they, I guess it was like uh, they were going out on that tour, and I think the first show was in like uh, Syracuse, New York, you know, at the stadium or whatever. Sure, you want to kick off a tour. And, uh, the Cues. Yeah. And they had asked Don Was to uh, do a remix, do a, you know, uh, make it more of a dance kind of up tempo version, right. you know. Put, put the, the Was polish yeah. on. Yeah. So uh, um, it was Don's first time working with the band. And. I had worked with him on Was Not Was records and assisted him on uh, Bonnie Raitt's Nick of Time. Oh, and, that was a massive uh, album. Yeah, yeah. I, I worked with uh, him and Ed Cherney a lot. Those two guys did a lot of those records, and I, I was sort of like uh, the third the third guy in there, their assistant on a lot of the mixes. And Anyways, uh, so when uh, they asked Don to do it, um, he said, okay, cool. You know, I think we need to... To kick the tempo up a little bit so um they wanted to try to keep all the instruments and all the stuff you know uh the same pitch the same everything on the record but uh they they wanted to essentially vso speed the tape up and it was done in like compass point in the bahamas 
god. Oh my god. Yeah. And uh, you know, Tom was like, "Okay, great. Let me know how it turns out. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you later. See you later. I'm in the Bahamas." And uh, you know, uh, um, you know, we talked about what we we're gonna do, and we had like the drummer from Mister Mister there, and we <laughs> oh, wow. had uh, he should always be there. Yeah, we he had like uh, keyboard, I want to say Jeff Lorber or some. I was like a synth guy there, just in case, like. Well, maybe we can sample it and replay it, or if the drums don't sound good sped up, we'll have to kind of replay or resample. So stuff. this drummer would play so Charlie's parts? Got, no, we didn't. We didn't do it. Didn't wind up using oh, okay. really any of it. He I just think, sat in the corner. Yeah. I think we, guys, you need me? No. <laughs> How about I think, now? I, th- I think maybe we did a couple of passes where we overdubbed some cymbals or something, wow. but we wound up using. All the Stone stuff, all Charlie stuff, all everybody stuff, and the guy who actually mixed the album, Michael Brower, came, flew out, and uh, and wound up mixing it after I re-recorded everything, and it was it was a nightmare. It was like the most outrageous recording process, and when we finally got it all together. And then Brower came and mixed, did recalled the mix that he did for the record for the single. You know, they had a big playback party at the stadium after the Stone show. And Mick calls, you know, hello, darlings, let's hear it. You know, and it's like we played it over like some ISDN lines to a big PA, you know, backstage for the Stones and. You know, Don looked like the hero. Yeah. He made the <laughs> yeah. awesome remix. Yeah, and meanwhile, you spent killed 50 it. hours. And, uh, and, you know, from there he went on to do many, many Stones records. And, uh, and yeah, it was great. It was a great experience for all of us. You don't sound bitter at all, Jim. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> and that, uh, and that song, really went not. To, that no, song went to number one. Did it? There really? you go. Yep. Uh, it went to number one. Mixed emotions went to number one, and almost here yeah. you sigh really? went to number. Those one. went to number one. Yep. Wow. Yeah. No. I mean, I got nothing for love for, well, but love for all those guys. Don, man, he took care of me for for years. Well, and this you is know, what. So I wish we could keep there. talking. Like, I want to ask you about working with the Stones because I think everybody, you know, is just yeah. blown away by that concept that you got to work with those guys. But we we should save that. We're going to save that. We're yeah, going to tease mean, that for the next one. R- really. They were. They were, none of those guys were even there. Okay, we just so that's got... the story of working with the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> is Taggart on the line? Is oh, is Taggart on the line? Uh, let me let me get him on the phone. And did you ever Sorry, guys. did you ever work with uh, Bob Clearmountain? I did. Yeah, because he does uh, almost all Springsteen stuff. So yeah, we'll yeah. get into that another time. And uh, um, I I got to hang with Bob a lot. And one of the times we got to hang, and we'll save it for another time. It's a great story. <laughs> The night we we finished all the orchestra stuff for November Rain, Springsteen oh, wow. was in the studio next door to us, and Axel had him come over to listen to. Oh the no way! That's can, so cool. can we, can we just save? Oh, let's save it. It was the. Hear it. it was yeah. awesome, and Clear Mountain was it was a great awesome. cliffhanger. Well, well, yeah, that's a good cliffhanger. Yeah. I want to hear about that. Yeah, that yeah. Was son of really a. Bitch. Now I got to listen to the next podcast. <laughs> that's it. You got to wait and listen, Toolsy. Huh? Yeah, 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 it was it was great. Okay, we should call Taggart because we're like half hour late calling Taggart as usual. He's got he's got to be used to that. Yeah, yeah. he's not yeah. waiting by. The, well, he's got thirty seven phone lines and he's three <laughs> hours ahead of us. Yeah, he's. I don't think the time difference has <laughs> anything to do with it. Well, he's happy. His uh, <laughs> his Leafs are doing well, though they lost last night. Yeah, to the Vancouver Canucks. 
just which I could several watch, nights ago because that's when you which be I couldn't right. watch on my uh, center ice package because it's still not working. Hey, so. Pat, are you right on it? I'm with you. Right there. I'm with you. Right there. Um. Yeah, man. I watched. I got home late last night and I turned on my center ice package, which works. <laughs> and I saw the CBC After Hours with Andrew Ference after the Oilers lost to the Red Wings 5-0. Man, he was really good. Like, he's a such a smart guy, and I really genuinely feel bad so for him. So was Scott Oak, and who else was with him? Uh, Kelly now? Rudy. Kelly Rudy. Rudes. Really nice guy. Oh, yeah, Rudy's the Rudy, best. Rudy, whenever I've run into that guy multiple times. We should have him always, on the pod. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's awesome. I love that guy. You know who else is nice? Jeremy Taggart. Uh, so Jeremy Taggart lives in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, um, and he was at the epicenter for all the Rob Ford oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. If you haven't been following the Rob Ford saga, he is the mayor of Toronto. <laughs> there was uh, rumors of him smoking crack cocaine, and it was caught on video. They couldn't find the video, and then this past week, the the head of the, the police came out. The chief Blair yeah. said... Yeah, we've got the video, and the guy's still the mayor of Toronto. He won't resign, Tagger. Tagger, what the hell's going on up there? It's a big holy boat. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's unbe- unbelievable. Is it, know, has uh, Ford said he's still running in the next election? <laughs> well, I mean, when uh, someone's in denial... They generally stick to that plan, right? <laughs> like, he came on his, and then the best part is every politician has a radio show. So he went on his radio show today and said he apologized for mistakes. Yeah, he wasn't specific. Something. We don't know what. He wasn't really. specific about it and said that he was not <laughs> intending to resign at all. Uh, the best part was, so when the, when the mayor comes out to make his statement, the mayor's office was done <laughs> up for Halloween. So he walked out of this, like, haunted office. <laughs> that so that hilarious. clip will live forever of him walking uh, out of a Halloween set. Just amazing. Yeah, Halloween won't be the same for him, for sure. <laughs> Ever. Oh, man. But it was he, the craziest thing. He's like, as people <laughs> ask him on this, like, he has a radio show on Sundays here in Toronto on uh, 1010 AM talk radio station. And, he, you know, people are asking him, like, what are you doing on the tape? He's like, I uh, I've never seen any tape. Uh, if if it if, if I'd be happy, just put it out there. Put that's what out, he said. Put it out now. But he but he knows that that's the tape is part of the uh, the uh, the Lisi case, you know. So it's part of uh, that that case. They can't put that out as evidence in that case. So that he knows that. So he's just saying, put it out there. Yeah. Put it out there. He's he's kind of brilliant that way. He has yeah, no shame. It's kind of getting to that point where it's like, you know, you know, he's he's like, oh, at the, are they at the door? Are they at the door at the house? You know, and he starts flushing the stuff in the toilet, you know, like the last. <laughs> oh, yeah. And not, not of, or last 10 minutes of Goodfellas. Yeah, that that's right. Thing. Not that's to kick right. a man while he's down, Taggart, but. Um, well, this guy we can kick when he's. Down. Has he gained a few more pounds? I don't know. It's kind of, he's always been pretty robust. I think it's more of the redness and the stress. Yeah. The look of him is kind of. Maybe the shape of him has changed. See, before he, he was so arrogant and he sort of just wore that arrogance, but in the past week it seems like maybe this finally is getting to him a little bit. It's It really is like uh, it's like when you see somebody who's like at rock bottom, the way that they <laughs> act, like at the intervention. Like, like, come on, guys, you guys are crazy. You're all crazy. I can't believe you tricked me into being here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are the ones with the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the money we're saving. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 
<laughs> and he's not building another subway, is he? He's bailed well, on that. Well, he wants it, but he doesn't know how to fund it, and it's just a big mess. Oh, so but. that Scarborough subway is not happening. Well, I, I, I think what happened, wasn't it, like, uh, approved by the, the city and then... Then the federal like, government? But how are we going to pay for it? Oh, I don't know. And then they're like, well, that'll cost a lot of money. Well, maybe we should kind of rethink this. <laughs> hey, hey, Mayor Ford, <laughs> subways cost a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he think? It'd come in around a hundred grand? I don't know, but yeah, something like that. Ah, oh, we just get some picks. We'll do it ourselves. But my favorite thing <laughs> is that, uh, like, Taggart, this has been all over CNN. Like, if it wasn't for that LAX shooting, it would have been the, the number one story on CNN all day on Friday. And the best part was where they have the uh, the police, the, the cops saw him oh. in the park. So he pissed in the, Rob Ford pisses in the park. And then he throws this bag into the bush. Whoa, or whoa, whatever. whoa, whoa. Time called. Rob Ford yeah. peed in a park? Yeah, pissed in, in a park. park yeah. And then he threw the this. Parking lot. He parking threw th- lot right beside a tree. And so then he throws this bag of garbage in the bush. So the cops go retrieve the bag and in it are. Two empty bottles of vodka and a McDonald's receipt. Oh my God. <laughs> when did this happen? I missed all that. Yeah, you got to well, watch CNN. Like over a hundred visits between him and this Leafy guy. Yeah, like, throughout like they the were week. following. Apparently, around four times a week, they got together. Wow. For shenanigans. A couple of <laughs> bottles of vodka and a McDonald's. That seems like a good night. That's that's a that's a great night. That's producer Tim Saturday right there. But that's like <laughs> two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> 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 oh God! Unbelievable. Uh, Tagger, what uh, what story do you have uh, to to tell us this week? Can we get? Uh, I don't know if you have one planned. Can we get one from the road? Because we're kind of on a, like a musical trend uh, here in the last couple oh, minutes. Oh well, of the you, you're putting them on the spot. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Are you on a musical trend? <laughs> yes, engineer <laughs> what, what Jim. Engineer Jim was just uh, regaling us the stories from the studio. But didn't you have Diamond Dallas Page? We did. That yep. Musical. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that like, wasn't really music. Yeah, that was very DDP yoga. Wait till you see it. You'll be doing it next week, Tagger. I, I, I got to get this one off my chest, though, before Perfect. we go, because it's, it's, a, it's a Thanksgiving-era kind of one, you know, and it's this time of year is when it happened with my dad. Love it. Love it. So I'll tell you a good road one next week. Okay, yeah. But, I did but put this, you on the spot. Yeah, I, I just had this one last week and this week, and I just want to tell it just before uh, it gets too too late in the year because I have a real nice Ronnie story for Christmas. Well, and it works it works so well because we're coming up to American Thanksgiving time. Yes, so this works that's so why well. I thought this was perfect. Yeah. So this takes us to around 87 in, in Cookstown, Ontario, and this is about the, the same area where my dad had the, the run-in with the guy who tried to take my brother. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this, throughout the summer, uh, me and my brother were playing wiffle ball in the basement all the time. And uh, I'm not really proud of this story, but I'm telling it because it's 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 the significance of the happening. Uh, we would there was a a, a basement uh, a heater kind of I guess you could call it a wood stove, but you know it went up to the to the to the uh, upstairs, and and I I figured that uh, I could pee in this thing, and nothing would happen. Like who cares, <laughs> kind of thing. Pee in the stove? Why not? I I. <laughs> Throughout the summer, I would pee in this thing while we're playing down there. Oh, no. Just for the convenience of not having to go upstairs. And it would, you know, once a day, big deal, it'd be dry and no no big deal. This went on for months, obviously. And uh, come around this time of year, it's getting cold, Thanksgiving, 
everybody's coming over, maybe let's get the basement fire going, get some heat happening. And we're all sitting there, and my dad's putting the wood in the stove and lights it up, and we're sitting there, and everybody's kind of hanging out in the basement around the TV. And all of a sudden, this kind of, like, dark smoke starts kind of pluming out of the Oh, the must have smelled like stove. hell. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, the smell starts to hit everybody. And it's this awful smell of burning piss. And, and my dad, as soon as it hit his nose, he goes, Pass! Pass! <laughs> and he starts telling everybody to get the hell out of the house. The whole Thanksgiving was ruined. Everybody in the house was gone. But uh, this... this Dense black smoke filled the whole basement, and uh, and it's just you know, your urine. Everyone's just inhaling your your <laughs> your fried urine. Yes, it was a, like I said, I'm not proud of it, but it did happen. Did he ever <laughs> find out it was you? Oh yeah, no. As soon as it started to happen, I said, I was like, sorry, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was gonna. I thought it'd be dried up and gone. <laughs> but, you know, didn't realize that it collects like a resin in the the bottom of the ashes and, uh, you know, exposes itself to one of the most terrible smells that we've, you know, we've ever had uh, in the human existence. There's nothing worse than pee. Oh, my God. Uh, nothing? Yeah. Well, poo. I ruined Thanksgiving. I think poo is better than pee. I think it might be. No, poo, pee was, was worse because it has some acid, acidy, <laughs> iron, metallic scent. Yeah. Burnt poo and burnt pee are probably both horrible. Yeah, we're right, right, neck and neck. <laughs> Thank God I couldn't poo in that wood stove. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taggart, can I read you a little uh, portion of my book, Anchor Boy, which comes out Tuesday? Oh, yes, you can, and I hopefully will be able to see it sometimes on your on your book tour. Now, this is... Uh, I just want to read you one one little paragraph here. We started the podcast in September of 2012. And it was an instant hit. We went to number one on iTunes right away. It was really gratifying to have instant success because the podcast is even more out there than the TV show is. Just an hour of unscripted talk about butt chugging. And stories from producer Tim. And talk about poop. As in feces. Not like we planned to become a podcast that was best known for discussions about excrement. It just sort of happened. We're not even potty humor types. Our friend and Our Lady Peace drummer Jeremy Taggart Became a well-loved regular on the show. The end. Well, that's fantastic. That's it. Yep. Thank you very that's much. It. That's it. You're in the book. Wow. <laughs> Can I sit beside you and sign it with you? Absolutely. <laughs> just on my lap. <laughs> That'd be great if you were just sitting on my lap the whole time. Is this normal? Is this like, person, is it, don't even worry do about mind? it. Can, do you mind? Is that all right? And Taggart is doing the Movember. His beard is gone. Oh, yeah. Yes. Tag- you look 12, Taggart. Exactly. You look 20 years younger. I do. I, I, uh, I, I, maybe that's why I have the beard. I'm gonna get. I'm getting carded all over the place. It's not bad though, right? Take a few years off. It's not bad, yeah. And if you brought <laughs> if you brought the glasses back, then you would re- look really young. Yeah, but once this mustache comes in, I'll be stranger danger all day. Oh, oh, you'll be for greasy. Sure. Oh, come that, on, it'll be fun. It'll be everywhere. I got carded trying to buy a beer at the game last night with Tim, and when I shaved. Did people think you were Tim's son? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. You should, call, you should have introduced him as your You should have said, Papa! Papa! 
That'd be great. Taggart, thank you so much for coming on. Sorry we're called late, but uh, Diamond Dallas uh, page went a, a bit long. That's okay, man. That's you, all good. You, you know should... how DDP is. I'll talk to you this I'm week, sure. Taggart. Totally. Okay, Taggart, okay, thanks. See you, bud. See you, fellas. Oh, good guy. Just the stench the of on-fire urine. Yeah. That would be hell. Yeah. Hot piss. Oh, you'd have to air that house out for a week. Because uh, if you cook broccoli in your house, you got to air it out big time. I guess. It stinks. No, it's one day. Nah. Last a week? What kind mm. of broccoli are you using, man? The high test. <laughs> high test. Uh, I guess we just went two hours. Yeah. Uh, Hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Oh, yeah. We're pushing it. Man, it's crazy how that happens. DDP, he was a chatter. Oh, yeah. He was Great good, stories. though. Yeah. Yeah, he really taught. He inspired us all. Yeah, you going to go do DDP yoga now? I think I might have to. Jim and I. I love uh, it. I, I can't I, wait. I, 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 all right, I'm if you guys do it, it, I'm on board. Can I'll we do get, it, too. Can we get a cut on the, the CDs? <laughs> the dividends? <laughs> I'm glad he's doing well, though, you know? Like, you hear about so many of those wrestlers, like... Is he sending us any? No. I thought he was going to bring some in. Nah, that's no big deal. I felt bad. I don't have a book for Yeah, I should trade it for a comedy anchor boy. Yeah. <laughs> They're about worth the same. One, yeah. one will save your life. Yeah. <laughs> and, and one the other yoga, is DDP, DDP yoga. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. <laughs> so on the well, next uh, Jay and Dan podcast, uh, Jay will have Tales from Canada. Yes. Yes. I'll be going to the Brass Rail on Monday. Uh, I'll be going to the Indigo Chapters on Tuesday. And I'll be going uh, at Manual Life Place, and then I'll be going to the Indigo Chapters at Queen's And again, Place. you can find this at Amazon.com and yeah. in your favorite bookstore. Or is it going to be in bookstores? Or iBooks. Or is, iBooks. Is it going to be in bookstores in America? No, not right now, Dan. But you can get it off Amazon.com. And it's, uh, I think it's like uh, 20, 25 bucks, maybe. I'll total. tell you exactly. It is. Uh, well, no, it's, it, but I mean with shipping, because shipping oh. will be more. You have to get it shipped from Canada. So. It was about 25 bucks. Yeah, I think something it was about like that. that. In shipping. Canada, 19, you can't get anything better than that. Nineteen ninety nine. That's entertainment right there. And it there. fits in a stocking. That's right perfect. There. You just put it right in there. It's perfect. Uh, just lots of great stories and stuff. Are you going to get bookends? Is that what they're called when you're at the end of the aisle so you can actually see the book instead of, are they going to give you prominent display in the bookstores i have no idea i'm gonna just i'm gonna put i'm gonna go into all these stores in canada and just sign them randomly and just draw pictures <laughs> of my penis in them so look for that look for the penis pics all right do you win anything if you find a penis pic no just my heart okay thanks for uh, joining us <laughs> goodbye everyone i really have to pee and you sir are you waiting to receive my limp penis <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>